0: Welcome to Unapologetic Podcast, Miss Rose here. My co-host Donnell will be joining us in a few minutes. Today, we are going to discuss treating your relationship like a business. I know you're asking yourself, what does that mean? And we'll break that down in a few minutes. But in the meantime, let me go grab Donnell while you enjoy this quick track from Tweet's latest album, Charlene, called Magic.
1: Thank you for tuning in to Unapologetic Podcast. Be sure to go to TimelessMusic.com and check out the latest from Cool Bread and or Not, with tracks such as Siroc Got Me, She the One,
2: and Face It. Hello,
1: hello.
0: Hey, welcome back, everybody. I found Donnell for us. Yeah, I
1: like hiding. <laughs> like being a little kid. But, what's Yay. a beautiful day? Glad to be alive. day subject, topic, treating your relationship like a business. Miss um, Rose, you came up with this concept, and when you had brought it to my attention, it made a lot of sense. And the first thing that came to my mind is business. First thing a person usually does with a business is put everything on the table of what they expect. And the long-term goal of a business. And it makes a lot of sense for our relationships because I look back on my relationships and think if I would have set everything on the table and just being honest with myself and the other person being honest with themselves and we coming together saying what we expect and how we uh, expect things to go, it would would have been a lot easier and I probably would still be with those individuals. But we tend to um, keep things to ourselves because of our own personal motives, um, personal walls, uh, the baggage that we carry. But if we set everything on the table up front, I, I believe it will work. And I really want to hear your perspective on this, and I probably can elaborate more on this topic.
0: Yeah, I mean, you kind of got the concept down. You got to think of it from this, this way, though. Most of us are not taught to, to go into a relationship in that, in that aspect. And, and like you said, it makes a lot of sense. It's about putting everything on the table and, and trying to figure out or letting the other party know exactly what your expectations is. We all go in with our own expectations of what a relationship should be, but your expectations might not be my expectations. <laughs> and that's what we fail to realize. We all think differently. Um, I'm the type of person that, you know, I want someone to be my partner. I want someone to have goals. We have to have work on something together. We have to build something together because that's how I believe that makes a relationship stronger. You know, we have to set foundations for our children, but a lot of people don't go in. They still go in with that mindset of me and you is separate instead of we. Hmm. So... When I say think of it as a business, again, when you go apply for a job, you look at the job description and you and you say, am I qualified for that job? Well, you got to do the same thing with the person. It's like, okay, if they say I want X, Y and Z, you got to ask yourself, can I give that person that? Am I qualified for this position?
3: <laughs>
0: you know, because what You know, my expectations might not be, you know, I want, I might want to go buy a $300,000 house, but you might be okay with a $50,000 house. Right. But that's not enough for me, you know, and that's not saying it's, um, you know, being materialistic or monetary. It's just that my goals for myself is a little bit higher than yours. It's not saying that it's not to demean that person's goals because you comfortable where you at, but I'm not comfortable where I'm at, you <laughs> feel? And that's where the, the difference comes in. It's gonna be a clash in that relationship because if one person is comfortable and one person is steady climbing,
3: mm-hmm. that
0: person that's climbing is gonna to start to see that person that's comfortable as beneath them.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And then that's the same thing with a career. You know, if you go into a career and if you happy just flipping burgers, then you happy. But if you wanna be manager, you going to work to get to be manager.
1: So do you believe this cuts down on getting to know a person because if a person is straight up and honest? You can know if you even want to proceed into this relationship or getting, getting to know that person or deal with them. If you said everything up front. Of, I don't think it changes from getting to know a
0: person. I don't think it changes from getting to know a person because just because I put something, present something on the table and say, this is what I want. This is what I need. This is that doesn't mean that the other person is not um, capable of changing your mind. You know, Mm. it doesn't mean that you still know everything about me just because I put, you know, my expectations on the table. It just lets me know. It just cuts down to me on the the time that's normally wasted in relationships. Yeah, it, it cuts down on the BS because. You go into sometimes – we don't think with our brains so a lot of times we go in relationships. We we see somebody, we be like, dang, that's nice right there. you know <laughs> that's, that's nice. And then you go holler at them, and then y'all might have a decent conversation, and then y'all might have fun. But then when it comes down to getting to the real deal, after y'all don't have fun for so long, you realize that this person don't really fit you. Yes. Like you can't have yes. a, a – a, Y'all don't really connect. They don't. They don't have the same ambitions. They they happy, you know, eating ramen noodles, and and I like ground sirloin, you know. So <laughs> right. you gotta look at it. You know, it just cuts down from that a wasting time. Look, when you're younger, you in your twenties, and you cool with that, and you you can waste time a little bit. But once you get a little bit older, it's like. You're ready to settle down. you're looking for something that's a little bit more permanent. You don't want to keep just dating and dating and dating. It's like i'm I'm too old to date without a purpose
1: right. Right.
0: You know, so for me, right. it's like if I treat it like a business, if I go in there and say, hey, you know, we can go out a couple of times before I j- I'm not going to jump in the first date and be like, this is what I want. This is what I need. I'm not saying that. I'm saying, you know, once you decide, hey, you know, maybe, you know, and they say, well, look, let's sit down and talk about this. What is your expectations? What is your goals? What do you expect to get out of this? What do you want to get out of this? And And they come back at you the same way and then y'all realize that y'all goals are just different, then maybe you can say, you know what, how about we just be friends? How about we just be cool? How about we just kick it? Because relationship-wise, I don't see it working. And then that way, and don't get me wrong. Sometimes we can, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to say that that's going to be a hundred percent answer, but at least you cut down some of the BS of knowing a person Look, I'm I'm one of them really, really upfront, blunt people. I'm going to tell you exactly what I want. And if I don't know what it is, the answer is, I'm going to tell you I don't know. <laughs> you know? So, you know, you can take me just how I am. That doesn't mean, like I said, I can't, you can't persuade me to change my mind. But they're like, I know... I have a certain set of goals. I have my five-year goals. I have my 10-year goals. I have my three-year goals. I have my one-year goals. Okay? Mm -hmm. I don't expect the person that I'm with's goals to be exactly the same as mine. I do expect them to support my goals because I'm going to support theirs. If you have a conversation with a person and you say, hey, I want to go build, you say, hey, I want to build a movie studio and I want to do X, Y, and Z and this is how much it's going to cost, and this is what i got going on with this. Now, in their mind, it may not be realistic, but they should still support you and say, well, what do you need me to do, or how could I help you? or what?" But when you get right. that person that's just flat out like, that's stupid, I don't want to be a part of that. and but <laughs> You already know that that person ain't for you because they're already showing you that they ain't, they ain't supporting you already. That's
1: right. That's
0: so why right. hold on to something that you already know that, that's – that's already broken. It's broken from the beginning. You already see who they are. They told you who they are.
1: You made a con- you made a point that you know, you know, being a certain age, you know, you are, once you're older, you kind of know what you want out of life. Do, do you think this concept and way of thinking, uh, treating a relationship like a business, will only apply to those you know in the late thirties or early forties, or do you think it can be? apply to relationships when you're young and in your 20s?
0: I think it can go into the younger, you know, relationships when you're in your 20s and and things. I just think that when you're in your 20s, you're allowed to play a little bit. You know, you're allowed a little bit of flex. You don't – I'm not one of them people that necessarily believe in in settling down at a really, really young age because you don't really – have a chance to experience life and different things. But I do think it would apply, you know, as far as treating it like a business in your 20s when it comes to knowing if that's the type of person you want to date. Like if you know that you really into somebody that's business-minded and, you know, you go sit down and have a conversation with them and you see that they – they don't have any business in them at all. They just all the way street. Then you can eliminate that already. You can just go, okay, this ain't the type of person I want to date. So right. I just think that the same rules apply, but the the reasoning behind it might be different.
1: Okay, okay, because the, know, looking back, you you know, you when, know when I was in my twenties, looking back into my twenties, mm-hmm. you know, the, the <laughs> basically it was trying to find a common interest. You know, if I wanted to be around this person, you know, um, a lot do, a lot does have to do with physical attraction. But the older you get, it has to do with, like you said, mm-hmm. stability and that emotion and that mental attraction.
0: Right. Well, I'll be honest, you know, mine isn't so much stability or emotion. I'm not the most emotional person. But I have to have a mental attraction to you. You have to mentally stimulate me. And well, that's if it goes I'm, you know, generation. I can go have fun with anybody.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. With well, like this generation, you know, I can is, have fun know.
0: with anybody.
1: Mhm.
0: I was saying I can the have generation. fun with anybody, but you know, going to that mental stimulation is a whole different ball game.
1: Mm. Very deep conversation.
0: Yeah, well, right. let's take a quick right. break, um, listen to a little music, and we'll come back.
1: All right. I
4: met him in a club hanging out one night. He said, hello, I'm... Hope everything
1: Unapologetic podcast with your host Miss Rose and Donnell. We're talking about treating your relationship like a business, and we're basically having a lot of keynotes and things to discuss about this topic and how can people can apply it to their lives. Miss Rose,
0: I'm here. I'm here.
1: Okay. Um, when I think about it. Tended like relationship, I think of treating the relationship like a business. I think of communication is the main thing. It's just funny to see there's a lot of beautiful, beautiful women out in this world, and I, you know, it crossed my mind, why are they single? And it could be because they don't treat the relationship like a business. Um, I hear a lot of females say, you know, they get with a person, and a month later, they broke up. They give it another person, and a month later they broke up. And, you know, it's funny to see that on social media, too. Like, oh, I got a new day, and I got a new boo, and this and that. You know, post pictures, and they're happy for a moment. But then, two, three months later, not even making a year. They back in being single, because I see that a lot. I, oh, I'm single now, I'm single again, you know. So I'm wondering what is the talk. Maybe the concept can helpful. What are your views on that?
0: I get what you're saying, and this is something I personally do. It's not something I'm going to recommend for other people because people see certain, when you start putting rules and regulations, people start looking at it funny. But this is what I do. I'm going to date a person. I'm going to treat them, again, like a business. So when you go into a job, you normally get a 60 to 90 day probation period, right? (laughs) Okay. So I use that probation period, but I use it a little differently. In my mind, you might be my boo or my bae or my boyfriend or whatever title you wanna call it, right? Yeah. And to the people that are most important to me, they're gonna know that I'm dating someone, okay? But I'm not gonna go put any pictures on social media. I'm not gonna go on Facebook and be like, I got a new boo. I'm not gonna change my relationship status, at least for 90 days.
3: Okay, okay.
0: Because people come and go. They, they come and go. Again, we don't go into relationships and be like, you know, we don't. When we go in relationships, we, it's only mostly, most of the time, it's just a physical attraction. It takes a minute yeah. to figure out if you really like that person.
1: Right, right.
0: And again, it's that communication piece. It's, it's like what you said with communication. When you go into a job. You can't just not come in The work and come in the next day and expect it to be okay. You expect yourself to set a job. You got to call off. <laughs> you, know, you know, if you're going to be late, you got to call in and tell them you're going to be late. If you got to switch your schedule, you got to call somebody to switch your schedule. It's the same thing in a relationship to me. It's like if we got a date and you can't make it, pick up the phone and say something. Just let me know. Because it's the same thing, you know, I've noticed that I've seen this a lot. People, they have a date and they want, need to cancel. And it could be a very good reason why they need to cancel. But for some reason, they don't pick up the phone and say nothing. They don't even text you and say nothing. And I'm not a, I'm the type of person that if you want to tell me something, you need to call me. Don't text me something important. Call me. Pick up the phone. I'm more important than that. Right. And and, they, and that's the other thing about treating a, like, a relationship like a business you don't if you have a career if you have a job that's paying you if you use that job to pay your bills and take care of yourself pay your car note and take care of your family you're going to treat it a certain way you're going to handle it a certain way because you this is your job this is what you need to take you need to take care of your relationship like you take care of your job you need to communicate you need to sit there and say hey i'm I've been, you know, I haven't seen my girl in three days and let me go spend some time with her because I need to make sure that she knows that she's valued. You're going to spend time at your job because you get paid. You're going to get paid in your relationship. It's just not monetary. Right. It's usually mental or emotional or or physical or whatever you want to call it. You still are getting uh, your relationship. If you're in a relationship, it holds some value to it. You're supposed to have some value to it. If you have no value in that relationship, you're not really you're not in really in a relationship
1: so connect that, that's safe to say when you say value um going into a relationship treating it as a business um preferences is a big thing um because women you know some guys will say, "Oh man, she got high standards, like it's something wrong like it's a problem just like but men have preferences too like some some men prefer fit big booty women big breast women pretty face or either or or the whole package is that a problem you do you think that's what affects this treating your business like a relationship I mean, treating your relationship like a business do you think that affects it as far as preferences is that a needs to be basis and need to be
0: set on the table up front yes and no i mean when you start talking about preferences, I prefer to be a doctor, but I know I don't feel like spending thirteen years in school to be that doctor. <laughs> you know? So, so when I say when you talk that, about when preferences, I, say that, I think it's more about
1: Mhm. When I say that, uh I mean it's like you know say uh a woman don't want a date nobody on a fixed foot. That's a preference. Mm-hmm. Correct? So That's correct. can that be put on the table also because a person can meet somebody and they're not six foot, but they like this person, they got all the other traits. Do you think in the long run that will come back up and be an issue? If it
0: wasn't brought on the if table? If that comes right? back up and be an issue, but everything else is... See, here's the thing with that. When you started talking to that person, you knew they wasn't six foot. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a trait you've you seen off the rip. They, you didn't have to have a discussion about that. So if that becomes an issue, if they claim that's an issue later, that's not the real issue. they lying to themselves.
1: And that's the whole key to what I've seen about it being in a dating room, being a, a male myself, and dating, you know, women mm-hmm. of just all nationalities is being real with yourself and me being with myself. If I meet a woman and I'm just like you, I'm really straightforward and straight blunt. I'm just going to come out and I'm going to ask you questions. And some women don't like all the questions. They're like, well, you'll see. No, I don't want to wait and see if you're crazy or not. <laughs> you understand? I don't want to wait and see if you're going <laughs> to pull a gun out on me and or flip uh, or act crazy if I take you out and you get drunk and you just show your ass. No, I feel like treating the business as a relationship and setting everything On the table up front. I'm going to ask you everything that I need to know. And within those questions, if there's a red flag and it makes me feel uneasy and uncomfortable, that lets me know if I should proceed any further.
0: Yeah, you're definitely going to look for them red flags. Okay, even when you go into a business, right? When you go apply for that job and you go speak with that manager, you still don't really know what you're going into completely because you're not really meeting with the person. You're meeting with the person as far as the manager who, who repre- who's supposed to represent that company, but, again, that key word is represent, okay? So when you go into a relationship, when you meet a person, you're not meeting that person. You're meeting a representative, and that's why I said, you know, you can't – I'm not going to sit here and say you're going to go in there and put everything on the table the first date. You're going to go in there, and you're going to – you're going to – hang out a little bit and you're going to take them in different environments and you're going to talk to them and ask them questions and stuff. And you're going to be straightforward with it. You could be completely blunt with it, what you're doing. But eventually it's going to take a couple of times, you know, you're going to have to roll with them a couple of times before you see who they really are. But there okay. are people like me who is very upfront and very blunt that it just say exactly what it is. Good example. I went out on a date with a guy. We literally sat at the table for about three hours talking. Great conversation. Everything was out on the table. As crazy as it sounds, both of us were old enough. Both of us were at a point in our lives where we just said, this is exactly what I want. Hmm. And once once you get a certain age, it's okay to say exactly what you want. It's okay to put it right then and there. Because, like, again, it goes back to dating without a purpose. I'm too old to date without a purpose. If you just want to have somebody to have fun with and and chill with, and I've had people say that, and I've been that person that said that, like, I don't want to date anybody. I just want to hang out. I'm honest. You know, it's just about being honest. But part of that is being honest honest with with yourself.
1: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. And exactly. a lot of people these days are not honest with themselves because they pretty much don't know themselves, if it's safe to say. I can say right. that myself because at a point that I didn't know myself or what I wanted, you know, and will stick with it, you know, because it will waver from person to person. Like, oh, okay, she, this person has this trait. Oh, I like that about them, but I don't like this. I can't get with that. I got to move on. I got to do better. I got to. In so many words, mm-hmm. upgrade until I finally re- sat down and been honest with myself and know myself. and say, you know what? No, I'm not about to settle. Okay, I need everything that I want. I got, I, and there is people out here who we can connect on that type of level. But it's first is mm-hmm. finding yourself and knowing yourself before those doors can open.
0: Exactly. You got to know what you want. You got to know, you got to have um your own personal goals. I always say that even when you get in a relationship, you still need to be an individual. So you got to know who you are as an individual before you can come together with somebody else. It's the same thing with, even when you go into a job. You know when you go in a job, you know if that job fits your moral character or not. You know Mm. if you're capable of handling that job. And you have to look at the same thing as people. Did this person fit my moral character? Whoa. Mm. Can I handle the job of being in a relationship with this person? Mm. Mm. Very,
1: very good valid point. And people
0: don't look at it that way. Yes. Yes, very good. And we got to take another uh, quick break, though.
1: Okay. All right. We got to take another quick
0: break, another quick music break, but we'll come back. Hello.
5: I know it's late, I just can't sleep. I'm going to make it last, but it's hard, cause you're so fine. I can't seem to get my mind off of your ass, I worked
1: podcast this week's topic treating your relationship like a business myself Donnell. Okay, mitch
0: rose
1: ones. is here yes Miss yes, rose <laughs> um we left off with moral standards and that was a key thing that i wanted to speak upon before you continue um your concept of treating relationships like a business um okay when two people when two people get together and if they're up front and honest, I believe this concept will work um, to the fullest. But even then, so, one person may not have that moral standard where one person may say, oh, um, say far as the guy. You may see a woman and say, oh, she look good and this and that. So I'm going to say whatever I need to say to get to her, to get close to her. But if that woman you would her relationship like a business, she would nip it in the bud immediately.
0: Do you agree? Only, only partly. And the reason why is because, again, it goes back to when you meet a person, you're not meeting that person, you're meeting a representative. So <laughs> what we got to realize is they're coming in to sell you the ideal oh. of the person they, that you they think you want. Okay. So, and then after you deal with them for a little while, you start to see the person that they really are. So, I'm not, you know, a little while could mean, you know, a couple of dates. A little while could mean a couple of weeks, you know, it could be a couple of months. But the thing is, I've seen people that are in a relationship for 10 years Mm. and they've never sat down and asked themselves or asked their partner, what are we doing? You know, what is our what is our end result here? What is our goal? What is our you know? They're, they're, they're together, but they're living two completely separate lives. And it's like, why are you wasting each other's time? It's if you sat down and and, and you know said, this is this is what I require of you. You know, this is. The job, this is the description of the job that I'm asking you to do, you know, and this person reads this or, you know, hears this and they go, well, look, I'm going to be honest with you. This is not who I am. I cannot give you this. I'm not qualified for that position. And that's when you stop, you don't waste 10 years or five years of your life invested in someone that's not invested in you.
1: Yes, yes, yes. So I really feel like this, key your relationship like a business, could replace the marriage vows. <laughs> really
0: um, okay, see, I'm, I'm going to say that I'm not the, the strongest supporter in marriage, but that's my personal belief. And the reason why is because, and this is a subject we can touch on later most people get married for all the wrong reasons,
1: Exactly. <laughs>
0: so so there are some marriages that I believe in and I hope one day that I get to a point that maybe I want to get married again, you know, I have been to that point where I thought about it, but most people get married for all the wrong reasons, I don't know that treating a relationship like a business can replace the marriage vows themselves because well, why so many divorces. Why so again, many divorces? that goes back to getting married to all the wrong reasons. You know, people get married because, you know, they have children. They get married because they don't want to be alone. They get married because hmm. they feel like it's the right thing to do. They get married because they're getting pressured by their family. They get married because they're a religious person and they're getting pressured by the church. They're, um, they get married because... Uh, of monetary things. There's so many people that get married because of financial stability or they believe they're going to have financial stability or they get married. We see that with a lot of celebrities. Absolutely. Uh, They get married because it looks good. You know, (laughs) it looks good, Mm. but Mm. marriage, it, it means more than that. But, you know, that's kind of going a little bit off of what we're talking about, but. We can talk about I feel that like later. We're still
1: talking about moral standards though. That that still sets the tone to moral standards of knowing yourself and what do you actually want out of a relationship and putting it on the table.
0: That's correct. I mean you when I when I speak of moral standards in this aspect of treating a relationship like a business, it's like if you go into a job and all the managers in there are stealing and you're the only one not stealing you're not going to stick with that job because you're uncomfortable being in that position. You don't want to be caught up in that mess. You don't want to see, you don't want to be a part of the fall of that that comes out. That's a moral standard. But so if you um, are working in a company and you're constantly getting, um, there's a lot of sexual harassment in a company and you see it and you're not that type yeah. of person, you're not going to stick with that company because you're uncomfortable. It's morally, it doesn't fit you. If you're in a company that you know are doing Illegal things like stealing people's money from payroll or doing this, you're going to resign from that company because morally it doesn't fit you. Now, going back into a relationship, if you're with a person that are doing things that are beyond your belief or doing things that doesn't fit your character, why are you still there? You know, why are you still fighting for something that you know is not, that morally is not you? Now did you now you're bringing yourself down to their level instead of elevating yourself the way you where you were you've allowed them to bring you down to their level. you just demoted yourself mm. okay so when I speak of moral standards in this aspect, it's like look at the person you're dealing with because they're going to show you who they are eventually look at that person and ask yourself, do they fit my standards do they fit? The beliefs that I believe in, do we believe in the same thing? Are they toxic to me? Mm. And that's what I speak of when I say of moral standards.
1: That is perfect questions. Those are the perfect questions to ask going into a relationship.
0: See, here's how here let me explain this a little bit. When I let me and maybe I'm not making it clear, somebody texts me and said, I just need you to, you know, break it down a little bit more for me. When I go into, when I first go on a date with somebody, I start my line of questioning. They start little, you know, it's not very heavy at first. It's a little bit here and there, and it gradually progresses as the dates go on. If I see that I'm going to go out on a second date, if I see I'm going go out on a third date, so we start conversating a little bit more. Now, it doesn't necessarily, my questions doesn't necessarily mean I go out and ask them. They just start questions in my head, and I start checking them off. So, you know, I, one of the questions is, what are your requirements? What are you looking for? Are you looking for a relationship or are you looking for a friend? Okay. So if you tell me you're looking for a friend, bam, I already exactly know what it is. If you're looking for a relationship yeah. and I'm in the same place, okay, now we can progress. Okay. Yeah. It's the same thing with a job. It's like, are you looking for a job or are you looking for a career? <laughs> See, yeah. if
3: you're
0: looking for a job. Okay. You might work that job, but we know that it's short term. If you're looking for a career, then we know that you're looking for something long-term. You mm-hmm. see how the connection goes? So yeah. now, let's say we go to that career aspect. Let's say we go to that relationship aspect. Now we're we're dating. We're going out. So I'm watching you. I'm watching your your how you interact with other people. I'm watching how you talk to other people. I'm watching how you talk to me. I'm watching how you, you know, talk to the servers. I'm watching how you... Deal with the guy in the grocery store. I'm watching, you know, your actions. I'm watching, you know, how we do things at home. Are we doing things together? Are we doing things separate? I'm going to ask you certain questions. That goes back to the to the business side of it. Let's go back to your job. When you go in there in that 90 day probation period, they're watching you. They want to see can you work well with others? How do you interact with others? How do you deal with the customers? How's your phone presence? How is, you know how do you present yourself when you walk in the building? Um, those are all the same things that you look at in a relationship, but you're just looking at it from a different angle. Mm. okay, so now, as I'm looking at you, we're in this ninety day probation period. If you're you know treating people good, you're treating me good, uh, you're talking to people in a proper way. And you fit my moral character, then I'm going to continue to date you. And as the relationship progressed, then the job description would pro- progress. Then the conversations would progress. Then I'm going to ask you deeper questions. Right. If you don't fit my moral character within 90 days, then what happens? You sit down, you have a conversation, and you say, look, I appreciate you working for this company, but you're not a good fit here.
3: <laughs> so...
0: We're going to let you go before your benefits kicked in. You're not going to get 401K here. <laughs> That's how I treat my relationships. I sit down and I see it might not be 90 days. It might be two weeks. It might be a month. It might even be six months, to be honest. But at least I'm looking at you within this time frame, and I'm going, am I going to give him 401K? Or am I going to ask him before he qualifies? <laughs>
1: I love your breakdown of that. I love it.
0: But <laughs> well, we gotta take I a quick music it. break. Real quick quick music break, but we'll be back. Let's go do
1: something,
2: man. A lot of things is cracking tonight. Hey, look that. All right. Looking, Looking good rolling up like that though. Looking good. Looking good. So Looking wind good. chill. Good. Right. What? family what's up man what's going on everything good hey man things is good man but i need a favor all right things is heating up i gotta go out to of town to take care of some business i need you to look after white before me you don't know I mean, man i trust you. you know that got you man whatever you need all right now all right you just take this ride with me all right let's do it For a few years, shed a few tears, called each other nicknames like Sugar Plum and Pooh Bear. I'm always on the road, hardly ever home. Always busy this, busy that. Can't talk on the phone. I know you aggravated, walk around frustrated. Patience getting short. How long can you tolerate it? Listen, mom, am just motivated. I do this for us. stuff on the grind, trying to elevate it Hey, yo, you really be honest, you stuck with
4: me through my whole struggle. Can't even express through words how much the kid loves you. I'm going to stand as a man never above you. Well, I could tell that you different from most. Slightly approach you. And the ill the body we don't sex every day. But when we sex, we tease in a passionate way. Love the way you touch it. Those little elaborate ways Got the guard feeling released To relax for the
2: day it's on you Baby, if you give it to me I'll give it to you I know what you want You know I got it Baby, if you give it to me I'll give it to you As long as you want You know I got it
4: Buses and 50 cent sodas And Novas to Hondas to Lexus To Rovers, mad years past Still got each other back, word is born Never screw none of these industry cats. Boy, we like stolen molder, walking Shoulder to shoulder,
2: milking this game Watching our seeds getting older Baby, if you give it to me I'll give it to you, I know what you want You know I got it, baby If you give it to me, I'll give it to you As long as you want You know I got it, You, uh-huh. and can you my love and cry with you,
3: Let's go. I will climb my mountain high, I'm top of the sky, uh-huh. so baby come and get more blows to me, me. this is why your love is
2: supposed to Tell be, up. I pull up to the house in the yellow Lamborghini, it's been a few months in PA, you haven't seen me. You looking good in that Gucci bikini. Thirty eight carats, your ring looking crazy No matter what I do in the world, you never leave me. Fall back, ma, I make your lifestyle easy. I appreciate the things you do to please me. Looking at my daughter, you never do me greasy. Baby, if you give it to me, I'll give it to you. I know what you want, you know I got it. Baby, if you give it to me, I'll give it to you. As long as you want, you know I got it. <laughs> i yeah. not
1: Podcast. Daniel? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we left off with you saying about the 401k benefits relating to the benefits of a job, but also the benefits of a relationship. A lot of people don't make it to reaching those benefits and living a basically happy, ever ending life because they fail to put things on the table. Me, myself, from my past relationships I can relate totally to this concept which I felt like maybe if I did treat my relationship like a business maybe me and that person would have lasted and been together to this day but because we felt to do that um, of course it folded, and a lot of turmoil had arose out of the situation Um, I do remember asking that particular person a couple questions and the answers wasn't really convincing to me. And those were the red flags. But I really mm-hmm. didn't pursue it anymore than that. I, I guess it's because, I don't know, I don't want to say I was desperate. She was desperate or she was, didn't want to be lonely or whatever. But we got into a mm-hmm. uh, relationship. And, you know, I basically I met their representative. I met her representative. And I had told her that because after two, three months, this totally new person just showed up out of nowhere and I'm like where the hell did you come from like you know who are you you know all these things that you're doing and saying and how you're treating me was not the person that I met and they were so blinded to this I mean they really had no comprehension of what I was saying and I brought this to their attention which was really you know disruptive to my spirit and my heart because this person had no idea that they put on this representation, this good look in so many words, make them look good, but then again, down the line, your true color showed up. That really played a big part. And I really do, now to this day, I do treat my relationships like a business. Because when I go meet a person or uh, when I meet a female and start talking to her, I'm. I'm Upfront, and I need to know. You know, is you crazy? Is you this? <laughs> is you that? What's going on in your head? What's your long-term goals? Do you have ambition? Because I guess it goes into that saying of being unequally yoked. You know, I need somebody on my same frequency and in the same mental as me. Because if it's not on the same playing field, then things are not going to work out. And that's just how it is. Because basically, like we're getting older. And I don't have no time to raise or teach nobody. Now we right. can deal together. Now we could build it together, but start off from square one. No, that's not. That's not about to happen.
0: Well, let me correct you on something. You keep saying that if you would have treated your relationship like a business, it would have lasted. That's not true. If you would have treated your relationship like a business, you wouldn't have wasted your time because you would have already seen that that person wasn't for you. So. You wouldn't that relationship wouldn't have lasted because you treated it like a business, but you wouldn't have spent so much time wasted with somebody that just wasn't for you. Okay. Okay. I understand. Right. You would be able to find that, that, that person that's compatible right off the rip versus, you know, spending three, four or five years. And then you go, this person don't even fit me. I don't even like this person.
1: Yeah. You're absolutely right because that's one thing that, you know, a person would say, like, I, I wasted four years I said, Yeah, I wasted four years with you <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like you not you wasn't the only one that wasted these years, you know, because when finally when reality hit us like we are not compatible. We can't get it together. I'm not the type of being which just arguing and fighting every day, you know, drama and all that's not me. You you enjoy that. And I didn't know this. Off real, you know, you put on a good front. You just, you know, mask everything about you. And then when the trueness of you came out, it's like, who the hell are you?
0: Right, and that, and that's how it is. It's it's just like I said. You come in and you're not wasting time. I, I got somebody else that wanted to chime in on it. We're gonna bring in uh, we're gonna bring in Mister Rodney in this call real quick.
6: Okay. Hello. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm fine. With you Can you say which Good. city you're from? I'm calling you out of Atlanta, Georgia.
1: Okay. And your name again? Rodney. All right, Mr. Rodney. See, I had to chime Yes. Yes.
6: Go ahead. Like I said I wanted to chime in on that because, um, as Ms. Rose was saying, that if you sit here and, and look at a relationship the same way that you do a business, I definitely had to jump in there because it makes sense because if you do your your due diligence, yeah. If you do your due diligence ahead of time prior to you actually getting into this relationship, that's going to eliminate a whole lot of headaches. It's going to eliminate, you know, having that battle at the end if it doesn't work out because (laughs) you know, if that, if that business dissolves, you know, you want to sit here and leave with what you got in there with and now (laughs) You got, the male, you got the male portion of that business going to be a little upset because yeah. here it is, they went in 50-50, but they're leaving out of that lacking their finance. Definitely. Now, if it doesn't work that way in, business, in the business world, the relationship is a little bit skill. You know what I mean? Yes. So in order to eliminate that, if you sit here and do your due diligence before you start saying, oh, you know, I got to get with this young lady over here because she has the looks. You know, but her portfolio is not everything that it looks like from the beginning.
1: <laughs> yes.
6: Yes. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yes. I so, yeah. Miss Rose was correct. She was correct when she said that you got to look at a relationship the same way that you do a business. But we I, don't I do totally that. Agree. You know, we always we always do it. as you know, as far as saying, oh, you know, this little corporation over here looks so good. Yeah, I want to jump into it. But, you know, it might be messy behind closed doors.
1: Right. And so, yeah, as far as she's right. Us being men, as far as us being men, you know, well, not all of us, but a lot of men say, oh, yeah, you know, I wonder what's that about. And, you know, and just mm-hmm. jump right into it and think that we can handle it when reality that we can't. You know, I guess that's a pride exactly. with us men. You know, we think we can you, handle it. You hit a nail on the head. head. It's always pride. It's always pride. He's saying we think we can handle the mm-hmm. situation. But reality, once, once we get into the middle of it and the, the storm gets a wave in and they, all these things start happening, it's like, oh, what the hell? I want out. And then, and then to the woman, yeah. it seems like a bailout when, we, when, when actuality mm-hmm. was to just upfront front and real with ourselves.
6: True. See, because once we learn to become men and stop thinking like little boys by thinking with our loins... You know, and we sit here and say, this is what we want out of the relationship the same way that they come up, you know, because everybody that meets, they're sending their representatives. They don't show you who they really are from the beginning. So once you put everything up on the table, and if you're in accordance with, you know, like, this is how we lay down our laws, this is what I want, this is what I expect, and if you're truthful in the matter, everything should flow correctly, even though, you know, at the beginning, you know, everybody's lying. Everybody's lying in the beginning. <laughs> so, you know, that's where the due diligence comes in. Because I don't think there's anything wrong with sitting there doing a background check on somebody that you want to you, you have more than the, just a one-night stand with.
1: I understand. They want
6: to check us out. If a woman's going to check us out, we should be able to do the same thing to them. And not if they, you know, they don't want to agree to that, that's telling you right there. That's not the that yeah. person that's for you.
1: That's right. They, they got something to hide, and it's a red flag.
6: Exactly, but you know I've um, took up too much of your time, and I'm on lunch break, and I'm going to get in trouble. So I'm going to go ahead and um, get off this line and, and let you
1: guys enjoy. But I enjoyed hearing what y'all was talking about. Well, I appreciate having you, make sure you tune in next week for the topic of emasculation of the black man.
0: That's right. That's right. And uh, excuse our technical difficulties. Oh. Excuse our technical difficulties. We're going to clean it up. This is our first show. We we appreciate you all listening. We appreciate you ready all joining. We hope you join Every us next week.
1: week. We appreciate. All right, and Donnell, so we we going to
0: be ready for next week's show, right?
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> most definitely. The masculation right. of going a black man in ho in in home TV, movies, music, and just society as a whole. How the black man is being viewed in society, society and how we need to handle the situation properly.
0: Exactly. And how the uh, woman's role in the emasculation of black men. And we're also going to discuss the, um, how do we empower our our youth to not continue the, the plague that's killing our black families?
1: Until then. Thank you for tuning in to Unapologetic Podcast. This is Donnell.
0: This is Miss Rose.